off of the way he kind of used a dead set ghost. That's his strain vehicle view over his ceiling. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Isn't there a rule you can't nominate yourself as Diamond of the Week? It was just a spectacle. It was probably one of the better games we'll see. Just, just about doing, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Let's go. Welcome along. Thanks for joining us on another edition of the semi-pros. Plenty happening in sport as always. We'll cover plenty on the show today. We're going to talk a bit of basketball. The Toowoomba Mountaineers kick off their season this weekend in the QSL. It's a big weekend in rugby league with a big Q Cup game being hosted here in Toowoomba. We'll talk about that as well and everything else in between. Steve Glover is here with me. How are you? Yeah, mate. No, very well. Thanks for coming. Yeah, no, that's all right. I didn't want, you would have been all on your lonesome, mate. <laughs> Don't worry. I like talking, talking to myself. Yeah, oh, no, no, mate. It's, uh, only probably smart conversation you get when you're uh, in this sort of neck of the woods is probably with yourself. So. <laughs> yeah. Not wrong. Not yeah. wrong. Now, listen, you, you were almost... Uh, you Last week, you... Jack jumpers, you made them your diamond of the week. Well, diamond of the week, twenty one dollars. I suppose you took. We might have to jump on and have a look what they are now. But they're yeah, through. They what are. a story! It is. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what. Here, Andrew, Andrew Gaze loves his basketball. We hear him talking about the uh, the Jack jumpers and the story and the underdog story. But yeah, I think. Tell you what, if you are if you're not a Kings fan, then I don't think uh, everybody's second team is going to be the Jack Jumpers, and I reckon they probably persuaded a few to uh, want to go on. Only got a little ant, little <laughs> ant uniform, and uh, but it, jumped on board. I was thinking about this, and it does come up in our shot clock question a little bit later. But what other teams in their debut season in a competition? And this is this isn't you know, C-grade rugby league or touch or something. Mm. This is the premier competition in Australia for basketball and regarded as the, well, they're saying now, the second best league in the in the world behind the NBA. To start with nothing, build from the ground up and make it through to the grand final in your first season. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it would have been done. Storm did it, didn't they? Did the Storm win their first season or runners-up? Wherever they up. Well, there you go. You Remember? were well-researched. Well, I didn't do any research. Were yeah. you on the computer in front of you? Look it yeah, up. Yeah, I know. Put I Melbourne know. Storm debut season. Melbourne Storm debut season. Remember the, the, the They could have. St. Yeah. George. Remember they had St. George and Jamie Ainsco took out old mate in the corner, the penalty try and everything? Yes. Don't remember that, do you? <laughs> mate, I've got a memory like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember what I'd had for lunch, let alone what happened back in the uh, Storm Day Boot season. <laughs> yeah, uh, no wonder you don't like your long-range bets then, because you yeah, forget exactly. what they are. Yeah, I know. Forget the ticket. There you are, $3.32. So, geez, if you had the $21, you're you uh, you're laughing. Look up Melbourne Storm for me. Oh, okay, mate. Yes. But can you any other teams in their debut season? That's uh, That's awesome. Oh, it is a fantastic achievement, especially being from where they come. They sort of looked like they were going to tail off uh, at the start. And building there it. And come out two and seven, I think their record was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it just clicked. The old defend the, uh, the, defend the island. The Apple Isle. They completed. Yeah, and how'd they go? Probably right. Might have been 99 then. 99, they might have won the premiership. Could have. <laughs> this is a good show. You've got an hour to work it out. 
finishing the regular season yep. in third place. Right. In their debut season. Yep. yep. Adopted Anderson's new flatline attack. Yes. Yep. And how they go in the finals? The big storm forwards laid the platform. Geez, <laughs> you're well researched. To wreak havoc. <laughs> well, did they win or what? Lack of finals experience. Saw the storm <laughs> knocked out in the playoffs. There you go. Well done. So well, they won um, at 99. They did prove they were to be taken seriously though, that year. So uh, Easily produced the best debut season any team in the game's history. Can the Dolphins do that? Ooh, interesting. So, mate, I, short answer. I've got no idea how they went. But, uh, Playoffs. Hmm. South Sydney. Playoffs. When did the first rugby league have playoffs? I don't know. I think they call them that now. But anyway, anyway, well done to the Jack Jumpers. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a great massive. story. It is. Yeah, and entertaining style. So like, yeah, I haven't tuned into too many NBL games, but um, caught the back end of that one and caught the other Sydney Kings versus Illawarra, the uh, the grudge match. Yeah, Battle of and, Sydney um, or New South Wales or yeah, whatever. Yep. So um, no, it'd be interesting, and hopefully they do. I'll tell you what, it'll be uh, a little bit of chat to throw to a couple of. Uh, Kings fanatics. Heavy Kings fanatics, yeah. 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 Should they get up? But, yeah. Um, no, great story. It's been one of the many good uh, rugby league, uh, well, one of the many great sporting stories this week. Also, congratulations to, um, whilst we spoke last week about the men's side, uh, to Wimber Clydesdales, who went down in the semi-finals of the uh, the 47th Battalion. The women, they, they went the whole way. They won it. So congratulations mm. to the girls. So they won that one there as well. There's plenty of touch action out here on the weekend as well, or the junior touch, or the state carnivals was here on, on Sunday. If you're driving around County Springs, you wouldn't have got to park anywhere from there to probably Warwick. Jesus, mm. people there. So, yeah, but no, plenty happening. So. Back on that store, mate, they got yeah, beaten in the elimination <laughs> preliminary final by the Brisbane Broncos, the eventual premiers. Though, okay, right? well, yeah. that's not bad. Played at Sydney Football Stadium. Well, the Jack Jumpers have trumped them. Mm. Yep. The worst they can finish is second. Yep, correct. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Yep. On basketball, great segue. Special guest joining us in the studio. It is a big weekend for the Toowoomba Mountaineers. They kick off their Queensland State League campaign. Don't call it a comeback. He's back. Jason Ebnetter, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Back on board. What made you <coughs> return to the Mountaineers fold in season 22? Oh, mate. Um, I was just getting... A- Getting a bit tired of sitting in the grandstands watching and itchy after three or four years on the sidelines. Um, seeing a few of the other guys I played in the QBL with were coming back, like Weber and um, Adam Jenrick and a few of the other guys like Mitch Davis. So having those guys in there as well, and as long as a really good young core group, um, you know, I had high expectations. So I thought, why not? Let's strap the jersey on and give it another run. Bit of a new look team. Um from what I've seen with the uh, the player announcements, which have been coming thick and fast lately here on uh, on the Facebook site, but um, last year it seemed from the outside they lacked a lot of experience. But yeah, new look team, some older heads back, like you mentioned. Pretty uh, keen. I know Daryl Allen as coach would probably be pretty keen with the uh, the cattle that he's been able to round up into the yard this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, last year you know they had a really good young group, but. Um I'm pretty sure the average age of the whole squad was, uh, I don't quote me, I remember Daryl telling me it would have been around 20. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's not much at that high level. There was, um, you know, none of that game experience sort of coming into the crunch here, having some older players in there. So I really think this year we've got a pretty even spread. We've got um, 
myself, Cameron Weber, who's got a truckload of experience mm-hmm. coming in. Um, got James, who's um, playing. He's played a lot of uh, played some national team over in New Zealand under twenties, twenty ones. Um, so he's also got a truckload of experience, and and from the bigs perspective as well. So we'll be able to coach some of those younger good, younger dudes down in the post on a few different moves and stuff like that. So I just yeah, I think we've got a really good spread this year, and um, yeah, it should be exciting basketball to watch. Lots of truckloads there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, mate, it's just heaps. Just there's just ample of everything. Getting B doubles out there. We've got no shortage of anything, mate. Have we got a truck sponsor on board? Yeah, yeah, to all the trucks. All the truck spares. There you go. Get truckloads of trucks and get out of the Mountaineers. But so with yourself back, and you mentioned a few of those players. So back in the Mountaineers colours this year, second season in the QSL. Is there a optimism that this can be a really good year for the club? Yeah, absolutely. you know, I wanted to compete straight out of the gate, having a chat with a few of the other guys. They were keen to do the same. So we, we're we coming in to win the whole thing. We're not we're not here to mess around. We're not here just to participate. You know, we've got a really good roster. Um, you know, as long as we keep getting better week in, week out, I think we'll be a red-hot chance come into season time. Steve, we watched all of the games last season, and in commentary we often saw, as happens with young sides, they had a hell of a lot of talent when things were going well, they were rolling, when they were running, they were really good. But but obviously just that bit of experience is, is probably what they lacked. So what difference do you think some of the players, Jason, as I mentioned, are going to add this season? Yeah, like 100%. They, last year was probably a pretty frustrating game for all involved, all watching and supporting as well. So um, you could tell they just didn't have that, that leadership, I think was the, the major thing that was lacking last year, yep. especially like in the guard spot to... Control, basically control, get people into spots. Like, okay, let's stick to it because they, they put themselves in positions and then just fell at that final hurdle um, each and every time. And while well, Jace probably can't score very well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it should. Be. But guys like Cameron Weaver, guys that have been there and won and done that before, so I think that's what you need to it's do. A wrap. <laughs> and it'll come down to just like grabbing that momentum and changing what was probably trying to get that winning culture. Like yep. once you. Get momentum, and it's a tough thing to wrestle back when you don't have it. But having that nucleus of uh, of older heads in there is no doubt going to help that. Hopefully, build early on the season, then roll on from there, um, from the team side of things. Yeah. So what what does that. your starting five look like? Uh, Do you know? Look, look, I'd have to confer with the coaching <laughs> staff, but um, yeah, at this stage, probably myself, Webb, um, Adam, Jenrick, uh, depending on. On who's healthy, we've got a lot of bigs there that are interchangeable. And um, But if James, if he's healthy, he's coming off a finger injury at the moment, but hopefully he comes back as centre. Uh, and then that four spot, you know, we got, yeah, uh, five players that could probably step up and play from yeah. three to five. So maybe depending on matchups, what team we're going against, that could all change. But, um, you know, that's that's a, a good core group there. And then, yeah, minute, minutes coming off the bench, we've got some good guys there as well. So it's going to be a good group of guys to play with. So a few preseason hitouts. Um, you got down, played a couple, get a couple NBL one teams in mm, there. Yeah, yeah. So um, it it was good. Um, there was a fair bit of rust, and obviously playing the NBL one caliber guys, they brought a whole nother level of intensity that a lot of our players haven't seen before. And even myself, I haven't played at that level for probably three years. So it was a really good. Uh, that first game was a really good wake up call for myself as well, just to re- remind myself the level that I need to hold myself to, and us as a team need to hold ourselves to but um after we got that first game off i think our group really um started to mesh air and started to you know play to that level of basketball that's required cameron weber's a massive 
inclusion. Absolutely, yeah. He's a he's a knockdown shooter. Um, he talks heaps on defense and offense. He's he's directing, um, and just the stuff he does sort of throughout trainings as well. He's he's got a very good coaching mind. He knows all the rotations, um, and just a really good mentor for a lot of people. Um, there's he's got heaps of knowledge there, and everyone's really been soaking it up, which has been good to see. Does he flop much? Uh, only when I'm driving at him, yeah, he tries to get a call. But, um, you know, nah, he's he's good. He's good. He's, he's built up a little bit, so he's been hitting the gym. So he hopefully he'll be able to stay on his feet. And the QSL um, as, a, as a competition too. So obviously the NBL one's pretty elite where you're basically bridging, I think, the old QBL and the NBL and getting a lot more players back through there. But the QSL, like there's some... Well, basically, all the, the top-tier NBA one teams do have a QSL team, which is basically the pathway that they um, obviously run through their club system. But it's still, you're going to have some super talented players that are getting around in this comp. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the QSL, there's a lot of really good um, sort of juniors that are just in between the junior-senior stage that are coming up that have played you know an extremely high level of basketball. And then you've also got the... Um, the people that are from you know America and stuff like that that haven't been able to jag a spot on the NBL one roster um, due to points etc. and they'll be on QSL rosters as yeah. well. So that you know there'll be an extremely high level of talent um, throughout this competition. So it was good that we went down had a hit with the NBL one guys because that's kind of what we're not to that um, you know that level but pretty close to there. There'll be some really good players throughout the QSL. So we've got to make sure we're on top of our game. And it's uh, it's exciting time as well. We had the launch there last week with uh, John Gildson did his best to inspire the players and let them know what it's all about to be a Toowoomba Mountaineer. Absolutely, yeah. Johnny's been the heart and soul of Toowoomba Mountaineers for a, for a very long time. Um, you know, he's he's behind every single movement, action. You know, getting sponsors, organising um, that launch, which was a good turnout. Um, yeah, without without him, I don't think Toowoomba Mountaineers exists. So he's he's done an incredible job to get it far, get it here this far. And um, just while I'm on, you know, thanking a few people, also the, all the sponsors that have come to the table. You know, it's not it's not cheap to put a team out there; it costs a fair bit. So um, I really appreciate all the local guys sponsoring um, their home team. And you're inspired by Johnny's effort um, and or passion that he puts into it. You've put on a bit of effort yourself, and you've learnt the song. Uh, look, I, I've. <laughs> I've been trying to learn it, but uh, by, by our first win on Saturday night, I'll, I'll be seeing it in the locker room for sure. I tell you what, that was one of the real scenes, actually. I shared it on our semi-pros page, because I had it on the council page there, but uh, John Gouldson leading the team song, which you told me last week, I didn't, he wrote. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. You made it up, so yeah. He wrote, but that's, that's fair yeah, income, so it's yeah. not... He, did, did no, you, no. Did you have that song in your season? No, no, I don't think so, yeah, no. It was yeah, early it was QBL a, days, I think I first heard it once, it? Yeah. and then it, it tapered out a little bit, but now we're back, and I'm excited it's about back. it. So. He's got a, a few, uh, few good... Um, I don't know, sayings or something that he, that I, he rolls on the... But it, uh, on yeah, the yeah, but i tell you what, he um, it's not bad, so for a launch, he had the member for Groom, and now it's election time, but still, he had the member for Groom there, he had the mayor, he had uh, mm. the state member, it was yeah. all going on, he, that, had, he, had them, he had them all there. Absolutely, you know. It's and it does like, show the support, on a serious note, it does show yeah. the support that yeah. he's nah, got. It was really community. good, and it's, it's hard not to, not to be motivated when you see Johnny up there, how much passion he has in 100%. his voice. Um, you just want to go out, and if... 
if you don't already have a reason to give it 100%, he gives he gives just looking at him, he makes you want to pull your heart out on the court. So, so do, you, do you remember the three key messages from his speech? Oh, I do. There was <laughs> there was <laughs> penguins involved. Yeah. Um, was there, there no triangles? Yep. Third one's probably going to elude me. The dirty, don't, don't, oh, dirty don't leave dishes. dishes. Yeah, don't leave dishes in the sink. Yeah, so, yep. And I remember yeah, that. that was something to live by, so it's good. But, but the Penguins one, you heard him? Have you retailed the Penguins one? I'm sure it's an actual, meant to be gays. That's anyway. what you, see, you have to ask Johnny, he's disputing this. He, you yeah. ask him on Saturday at the game, get him on. Yeah, they all take their turn in front. No, nah, we're talking. Yeah, it's kind of the same. Except not not flying. We're not talking flying. about sliding. That's what I said. We're talking about in like a snowstorm. Snowstorm. Oh. So, so it's a snowstorm. Same, except in reverse. And they've got the eggs. Yeah, yeah. And they and they have to huddle up and face the wind. Oh. And they take it in turns. So they all huddle together and walk as one. Mm. And they take it in bit turns. Bomb, a bit like Coach the Bombay leader. style. Well, sort of. That's the flying, flying bee. Flying no, nothing to do. Yeah, they they you're, you're, what do they? How do they walk then in a V? They're not going they anywhere. Cut, they just huddle up and together. Oh. Yeah, so, and then like one from move. the back will go to the front and it bears the brunt of most oh, of the, yes. the wind yeah, in front of the peloton. Yep. <laughs> so it's a, it's a great story of, mm. you know, working together. Yeah. And the triangles one is actually good. I liked it. You know what the triangle is? He, no. he, he, <laughs> he gave a great example to the audience on the night as well, <laughs> yeah. right? So he went up to Jace actually. Said, right, so say I want to say to Jason, you're a bastard. <laughs> say it to him, not someone else. <laughs> so no triangle. So I don't tell you, which then it turns the other. Just go straight line. You, if you've got a problem with Jace, you go tell him. Don't tell mm. me. Um, Glover's got a problem with you about <laughs> me saying I've got no scoring ability. I just didn't want to go to James so, later that, on. Yeah. <laughs> but that was his message. So, yeah, so just direct lines of communication. Oh. Don't tell someone else who tells someone else who tells someone else. Yeah. And then the penguins, and I'm not really sure the dishes one. I don't really understand the relevance oh, of that. Just, yeah, just be clean or yeah. just clean up your mess or yeah, whatever yeah, it was. So, yeah. yeah. The boards. Yeah, yeah. So, no, but on a, on a serious note, yeah, he was, was fantastic. So, the launch, and that's everything's underway. So, season starts this Saturday night. Now, really exciting. We can announce that uh, the semi-pros or semi-pro or some formation of the semi-pros will be commentating mm. each of the games this season. Live streaming all around the world. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. To the millions and millions of viewers. Yeah, yeah. So it's the best coverage in the QSL. Mm. Seriously. 100%. Oh, tell you what, just knowledgeable. It's nothing to do with us. I'm just saying the actual... (laughs) No, it is, exactly. It's not just some bloke with the iPhone sitting in the corner. Yeah. um, Yeah. There are multiple cameras in USQ. They're they're, um, media students as Mm. part of their training and stuff. Oh, yeah. Great initiative. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So what are we talking about? So who do you play this weekend? So season tips off Saturday night. Saturday night. So the women are at five and the men are at seven. Uh, both games are against the Capitals. So yeah, it should be should be a real good hit out. They're always a very strong team. Um, they've got a lot of lot of players to pick from for their NBL one. So they're always bolstered in the QSL roster, and then I'm sure they'll have an import of some shape or size in there as well, um, mixing it up. So yeah, no, it should be good. Who's one to who's so? Give us somebody to keep our eye on throughout the season, someone who's probably ready to uh, take that next step, a bit more responsibility. Ready, ready, ready oh. to do that Jordan Look, there's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of young guys that um, can definitely step up this year. Um, you know, Bailey's been playing really well, slashing, mm. uh, working on a few aspects of his game. Um, Seth's really coming into his own, so he's a... He's a big body, and when you know he can he can shoot the three, but when he gets down low, it's it's extremely hard to stop. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see him, you know, in the in the paint, and absolutely um, tearing it up down there. Um, and yeah, man, there's there's a lot of people from top to bottom that can really do some good things this year. And 
that's the benefit of this team. So hopefully not one dude is going to have to go out and score 40 a game. You know, we should be able to spread out the load and, um, yeah, get some wins on the board early. The one I'm looking forward to seeing, you mentioned his name there before and keen on your thoughts as well, Steve. Bailey Nwanavu, he's one mm. I reckon will really flourish. Relish, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's a really talented, freakish athlete. Yeah, and we saw, mm. we saw how potent he is, particularly in the open court. Mm. Yep. And now with a bit, no, it will be, it'll be good to watch. And having that sort of just having a role and having a team and not having to create something for yourself, I think it will really go. And same with Big Seth Ham, like he, all the tools are in place for him to be a. A dominant player in a league like this, and uh, yep. just I suppose having people that have been there, done that, and give them the advice, work around that, and a few yeah. big bodies that train in terms. A big Mitchy Davis is uh, yeah, it's it's good. He's getting signed up there, he, so he's, yeah, he's struggling to push people around, which is what he's going to need to do. So he's yeah. working hard for every point, and he's still getting it done. So mm. yeah, it should be good. Yeah. Pat's also another another guy. You know, he's Blocker. six six eight, but he's he's moving up and down the court really yeah. well. You know, he'll get some early seals down there and he's um he goes non stop. So mm. there's a lot of good young guys out there and it's gonna be gonna be exciting to watch. Yeah, no, looking forward it all kicks off this Saturday. Probably the only the last question I was gonna ask you, when you made your decision to come back, did you know Cam was coming back? Was there a little bit of a committee of discussion of a few of us come back, we can make a difference here or were you just did it just oh, you know? Look, I'm not I'm not gonna lie, there were some conversations because I was um you know, I was talking to Cam, we were, we were in Talking to each other, you know, trying to find out what what his plans were for the season, whether he's still in the NBL one, trying to go down to Ipswich, or if he was going to come back. And um, you know, once once we sort of come to agreement, you know, yeah, we can we can make some things happen this year, and especially in the Toowoomba jersey, you know, it's the one we grew up with, the one we love playing for. Um, yeah, it's it's. I uh, just feel like it's the right time, and it's going to be a good season. I was just checking my phone there. I didn't get those messages, but. Early on, <laughs> comebacks and all that sort of conversation <laughs> must have been left out of the group chat. But anyway, <laughs> but great to see you back in action. And as I said, I think it's a it's a really good thing, like like you mentioned, for Toowoomba guys to be back wanting to play for Toowoomba. Maybe next year, Steve, you might be in the mm. text group. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> but it's a It is great, great to see <sighs> people like yourself and Cam back wearing that the Mountaineers colours. I think it's 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 really given the program a real boost. So we hope it's a great season. We look forward to being out there. Good luck, not only game one, but for the rest of the season as well. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Stacey Nebnett are joining us from the Toowoomba Mountaineers. We'll take a break on the semi-pros. Fraser Hess is going to join us next. Fat Burgers, the best burgers in town. Local, unique, iconic. What's on the menu? Well, whether you want beef, lamb, chicken, fish or vegetarian burgers, there's something to suit every taste bud. Add to that an all-day brekkie menu, plenty of fat sides, plus a kid's menu. They also use fresh local produce from the Downs. Dine-in, takeaway or delivery. Fat Burgers, Toowoomba's famous burger bar. 513A Ruthven Street in the Toowoomba CBD. Visit the website at www.fatburgers.com.au and get your fat fix. Who is Haynes Wilson? It's Cohen Haynes and Liam Wilson. They're mortgage brokers. They'll find the right loan for you and they'll manage the whole process from start to finish. Whether it's your first home, refinancing your current dwelling or in an investment, they have access to loans from a host of Australia's leading lenders. They're not just here to help you find a loan with the right fit, they're here to make the whole process easier. Professionalism at every turn. Pick up the phone and call today. Haynes Wilson, 4599913. 
Considering who to trust with your tax return and other financial affairs is a big decision. You can trust ITP Toowoomba. Your local ITP tax agent in Duggan Street is a specialist in tax for individuals, businesses and public servants. ITP was voted Australia's most trusted accounting and tax service. Maybe it's the attention to detail. Maybe it's the professional and friendly service. Or maybe it's because they know you'd rather be doing what you love and leave it to the professionals. Leave it to ITP Toowoomba. Phone them today and book an appointment. 46327688. You're listening to The Semi-Pros on Power FM. You're listening to The Semi-Pros. Thanks for joining us on the program. It's a big weekend for Rugby League this weekend. We have a Host Plus Cup game here in Toowoomba on Saturday. Joining us in the studio now is the Clydesdale's commercial manager, Fraser Hess. Fraser, tell us, or first of all, thanks for coming on, tell us all about this weekend. Yeah, so I guess um, the club sat down a couple of months ago and thought, how do we kind of bring as much quality football as we can to the region, given that our bid isn't for until 2023? And um, with COVID and all that that's going on, the PNG Hunters have been based down at, at uh, Runaway Bay on the Goldie there for the last two years. And so we kind of came to an agreement with them to bring up a home game. So uh, this Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock, uh, cl- um, PNG Hunters will be playing against the North Devils, who are the reigning premiers. So it should be a pretty cracking match. Yeah, we're expecting good things from it. And the the curtain raised to that is our Clydesdale side, and because they, I think you've said this before, they they're aligned with PNG in terms of the draw. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So exactly what you've just said there. Yeah. So our twenty ones will play at uh, twelve forty five. They kick off, um, and they'll play against Norse as well. Um, so they're up to I think it's I think the Q Cup, uh, the Host Plus Cups round seven. I think it is. And our boys are a little bit um, further in, into their comp as well. Yeah. Been, it would have been a while since we've had a host plus cup game in Toowoomba. Yeah. Um, just trying to think. Like, a, a smart man would have done their research so I could give you a date <laughs> on how long it's been since we've had a game. I did hear rumours that a couple of years ago there was a Jets game here yeah, in town. Right. Um, over yep. at Brothers, I think it was. Yep. Um, yep. Date escapes me, but yep. yeah, that would have been the last one. But um, yeah, I guess hopefully next year we can change that and have you know eight or nine home games. Um, that's the goal. Why was it so important? You mentioned before, just with the our bid coming in in twenty twenty three, why I thought it was so important to to have this level of footy into Wombo. So there's something happening in twenty two. Yeah, so we've tried to look at it from multiple angles. I guess from the commercial side of things, it's a way for us to show potential businesses or owners and things like that that might be sitting on the fence going, "Oh, what does actual Q Cup footy look like?" Um, so this way we can kind of showcase what, what the, the quality of football and I guess the interest levels that are associated with that. And then also from more of a, um, a, a grassroots or a community level, kind of bringing a game. There's a really large PNG community up here in Toowoomba yeah. and they've been massive. Um, our chairman, Tony Coonan, he's been meeting or fielding calls from them probably every day since it's been announced. <laughs> They're just asking, you know, can we do this? Can we do that? They're yeah. just really keen to, you know, show the love to the team and, and make them feel as much at home as possible. It's probably a big thing with it as well as if you would have seen through the Chamber of Commerce yourself is that t- making it a real opportunity to educate people tell people wh- what's coming what it's about so there's an opportunity for people to come yours truly you'll be speaking you're, yeah you're yeah so we've got a few a um, dignitaries in the room uh, so we've got myself and there's a couple guys coming up from the QRL uh, we've got the CEO from the PNG Hunters and then the chairman as well from North Devils. Uh, they'll all be in, in the room. We're not going to, you know, get everyone to sit down and just give them an hour-long lecture. But um, <laughs> there'll be just, yeah, some interesting people in the room that can kind of talk exactly what it's like, you know, being in the in the in a football club day in day out and what that means for your commercial partners in the community broader community. Mm. So, yeah, no, we're expecting good things. It should be, um, I guess you've, yeah, we've just talked about the weather and it's not 
not on our side, but we're still hoping for a it's Toowoomba. Yeah, Bay. yeah. I mean, that, and yeah, that, that's what they've always said. You know, back in the day, that people hated coming up the range here to play in miserable exactly. wet weather. So hopefully that favours our boys and it's the home ground advantage. Yeah, I'm sure the PNG hunters they'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're really uh, yeah. Tropical thirty two or something. <laughs> yeah. out that morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the QRL's been pretty active in trying to bring games up here as well is it something that we might see continue on throughout the year or is it um, like probably one off I think at this stage probably a one off just because I guess potentially PNG maybe another one down down the track this year but just a lot of those other Q, Q Cup teams they really you know home games are a massive event for them to generate revenue and, and their commercial partners that they have to satisfy but yeah if this game goes you know gangbusters then I'm, I'm sure PNG might say hey can we sneak another one in towards the end of the season um, to you know tap into that market and, and give them a good day out at the footy. Uh, the QRL, yeah. So I guess leading on to that, you know, how our bids tracking um, for for next year. So the, like I said, a few of the QRL um, directors and things like that are coming up to the game to to meet with our board and um, shake a few hands and things like that. So it's it's progressing in the right direction. Uh, we we should have an answer. Kind of, they've told us loosely uh, by the end of May. So you know, four or five weeks at best, and and we'll know whether we're you know pushing on and and yeah. Dropping the hammer or curling up and crying, kind of thing. <laughs> Is that something that they had a criteria for you to basically boxes you need to tick before that going on? Yeah, essentially, yeah. So I guess um, from their um, perspective, if you want speaking on my outside view, looking in on them, they just want to be mindful that they've done you know their due diligence and made sure that they're not handing over the keys to the yeah. city without making sure that we are mm-hmm. financially sound, have a commercial plan in place a strategic plan for five years, where our money's going to come from. So they've kind of handed us some um, key documents, I guess, to let us know what it t- costs to run a club, you know, the different personnel you need in place to run a club. And then it's kind of on us and the board um, to, you know, show that we can get to that level. So while all our sponsors aren't locked in yet, yet for 23, we know, you know, the, the value we're chasing for them and, yep. you know, what that relationship looks like from a club's perspective, what we can offer them, you know, in terms of actual deliverables and things like that. So do you feel, whilst you can't control the answer, what you can control that you've given yourselves the best possible opportunity that there's no reason that they can say no, basically? Pretty much, yeah. I think we've we've done, we've put our best foot forward. We've, you know, jumped through all the you know, essential hoops or whatever that they've required of us. We've shown um, kind of from a top-down level that, you know, we are thinking big picture. We're not all just eyes focused on next year and getting a team out onto the paddock. How do we be commercially viable for, you know, minimum five years? Like, what what's 2024 going to look like you know what i mean yeah so that when when we roll around to next year you know things are looking good we're competitive on the paddock from the get-go that's going to be an important thing and that kind of will tie into you know say the next six eight weeks when we're then ready to go to market and get our head coach and then you know start putting together a roster for 23 being able to i think you've gone before this was announced, but yeah, been able to tie up a bit of a partnership too with the NRL team. Yeah, Supercoach Gas, I tell you what, they give him one coaching session and he gets the cellar dwellers to to get over one of the contenders. That's so, it. Yeah, you know, all the... how good would it be having on board with the Clydesdales first. Yeah, time. I think that's in the small small print of of the agreement <laughs> yeah. with them that he'll coach maybe a couple games a year. You know, celebrity appearance, Just the first season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If he's not too busy, yeah. but um, yeah, no, that's a massive tick, and that really provided some strength behind our bid. Um, from the QRL's perspective that we have that kind of organisation that's operating at a higher level and can kind of filter down to our 
department, you know, obviously through myself, through commercial opportunities, but particularly on the football side of things in terms of development of juniors and, and putting in a coach. They've already got a guy now, an academy coach, that's going to help set up things from up here. So essentially what they're hoping is that the, the camps and the, the clinics and the skills that the guys are doing down at Belmore and in Sydney, we can replicate up here in Toowoomba and, and kind of the surrounding areas to kind of give those guys yeah. and girls the opportunity to really take their footy to the next level. A couple of things on that, if I can ask you. Go back, last time we had you on the show, you were obviously in the lead up to before that was announced and you basically yeah. alluded to us that something was coming in the coming weeks. It turned out to be the, the Bulldogs. So I suppose yeah. the first question is, why did it end up being the Bulldogs? What was the re- you know was there other options? Was it the best option? What what was the fit with that? And secondly, what what's the from your conversations? What's the Bulldogs' commitment to our region? Does it extend beyond just being this associated club or, or whatever that you know? Like, do, do they have visions for for what they want from this region from their point of view as well? Yeah, yeah. So I guess um, first part of the question, um, essentially, why did we go with the dogs? logical answer I mean given our where we are you know the Broncos is probably the what everyone would have expected and we definitely did um, approach them and talked with them and, and kind of um, sat down and said okay what would a relationship with you guys look like and uh, the long and the short of it is they've already got three uh, yep. Q Cups that they affiliate with so we would essentially fall into fourth place in terms of uh, resources players all that kind of stuff so while they were open to the idea of becoming uh, you know partnering with us in that affiliation they kind of made it clear that they wouldn't be able to support us from the level that we essentially needed especially yeah. given we are First. in that startup phase and yeah. really looking to lean on um, whoever our NRL affiliate would be um, and then kind of I guess um, from there uh, there was a there's a few of the QRL guys that are you know helping us out a lot uh, Daryl Vandervelt's one of them that's really been helping push our case and, and really there as a sounding board and, and kind of as a resource for us to lean on and I don't know if he's best mates with Gus or however that um, relationship came about but yeah the dogs was then on the table and um, um, yeah, it happened quite quickly, really, once they showed interest and 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 kind of pitched to the board what they can provide us from their level. Um, and it was turned into a bit of a no-brainer situation, really, what, what they came to the table offering. Um, second part of your question about, I guess, essentially, what's in it for the dogs? Why do they want to step up into this region? And they kind of said from the get-go to us is, um, and this was their words, that they've probably moved away from over the last kind of several years of that developing their own talent. And that's potentially maybe led to why they might be struggling a little bit on the paddock. Um, and so they th- th- saw this region as a really, you know, obviously we all know the strength that comes and the talent that comes out of this area. So they thought, how do we harness that? Because they're kind of trapped in that Western Sydney corridor there, p- competing with, you know, seven, eight other clubs. And they've gone, sweet, let's, let's you know, put our hand in and, and kind of support these guys while they're getting up. And then, you know, if they jag another JT or, or Steve Price or something like that, happy days for them. So yeah, yeah, that's that's how that affiliation came yeah. out, and and we've kind of um, it's it's not a contract with them. It's a, I think they call it a heads of agreement. So it's essentially they've sat down and said, hey, this is what we can provide you, and then obviously what we can provide the club through players and things like that. So there is talks about a potential um, trial match here um, next year. Mm-hmm. All of these are still moving parts, but yeah, potential um, NRL trial match here next year, early next year. Um, you know the academy guy that they've appointed up here regularly flying him down to Sydney and flying their development guys up here to kind of provide um, opportunities for the, for the guys up here to play and then another really big part of an NRL affiliation the first one is players so you know getting four or five players every week back to Q Cup that one probably will be a little bit logistically difficult but the other side of that is um, train and trial contracts and things like that for our guys that are knocking on the door of an NRL opportunity 
having that off season, you know, October through till Christmas to go down to Sydney, train in the big leagues and, and see if they can jag themselves a contract that way. So yeah. that, that's a big cat for us when we're going to market, yeah, trying to get a guy that might be on the fringe at Wynnum or wherever it might be and say, hey, mate, you know, come up here, you'll be our starter, you'll be our key player and we can potentially provide that opportunity for them. Has it created a bit of a buzz with the younger fellas now seeing that pipeline in place to be able to move forward and it doesn't seem so far away? Yeah, I think so. And so since the agreement, so it's probably been two, two and a half months since, you know, words come out of that agreement. I think Phil Gould's been up here three times. Dave Hamilton, their academy, a pathway guy, he's been up here four or five, a couple of their coaches. So it's it's good from the fact that they haven't just, you know, punched a dog stamp on the top of a piece of paper and then that's about it and waited till next year. They've really, I guess, essentially hit the ground running and they're really trying to, you know, have a presence and, and be at our games. So uh, one of the guys, one of the Bulldogs guys, Jason Alchin, he's been at all of the 21s games so far, you know, helped him in the, uh, they were getting a bit of a touch up there a couple of games back. He went into the change rooms and, and I think we won the second half 14-4 or something like that. So he's, uh, I don't know what he said. I don't know if, if it was fully down to him, but yeah. The, the, the Gus magic, magic stuff. The Gus, yeah, the exactly. magic stuff. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> bottle of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get some more of it. So I think it's interesting you mentioned before the, the dogs maybe going away from developing their own. When you think of, not trying to read the mind of Phil Gould, but you look at what's happened and the fruits of his labour at Penrith now, whether people remember that or not, but he's the one that started all that. And they, you know, they had years of struggles, but he built this junior base and now they're an absolute powerhouse. And the production line just doesn't look like it's ending anytime soon. They just keep rolling out more players. So that must be a real opportunity. You'd hope that he sees a real opportunity in this area. You mentioned the JTs, the Steve Prices, the Ash Taylors. Like, I mean, we've produced players here forever and a day, that whole corridor. And it's largely untapped because there is no link to this area with any NRL club. So it's a massive, I would have thought it's a massive, massive opportunity for the Bulldogs. Yeah. Ma- and massive. of course our players as well, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I guess that was one of, that was actually some words that came out of his mouth when they came up here and they sat round a round table and it was a bit of a, you know, board meeting situation. Uh, that's what Gus said. He, he's like, I'm, I'm surprised that you guys have been in this situation for so yeah, long. And an NRL team, Bronx, whoever, Titans, whoever it is, hasn't jumped on it and said, hey, look at the kids coming out of here. Let's really get into them younger and help them develop and, and um, one of the key things, I guess, from from the board's perspective, and I guess one of the um, main factors was why they really liked what the dogs were saying, was that they've also said that they've kind of gone away a little bit from that model of plucking little Johnny out when he's 16 and taking him down to Sydney or something and put him in a boarding school. They really want to keep the kids, and that's why they're kind of really, you know, really pushing and throwing their weight behind us in our, our Q Cup bid, is they really want guys to cut their teeth at Host Plus and, and you know, spend a year or two. And then instead of going down when you're 16, you know, you're, you're 19, you're 20, you've had a couple of years of Cup under your belt, you're then ready to take that next professional step. step. So that was another thing that, you know, really um, threw a few light bulbs off for the board. And they're like, yeah, that, that sounds good to us. Yeah. Mm. Could the Bulldogs potentially set up an academy here? Would that be any, yeah? Um, I'd be speaking just on my personal opinion on that. They haven't mentioned that down the track, but I mean, yeah, it would make it, you know, like a JT Academy or something like that. You know, sounds nice, doesn't it? And, <laughs> and you know, if they help fund it, and you know, we've got kids all of a sudden, you know, putting together a Bulldogs Queensland side or something, they might go down to New South Wales and play their Jersey flag side or something like that every yeah. year, give our boys and girls a chance to, you know, experience that next next step in footy. I, th- I think might be able to find us some land at Charlton or something. And I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm no, only yeah, me yeah, here. Yeah, That's got yeah. nothing to do with my other job. But yeah, but I mean, yeah. you just think there'd be good op- 
potential opportunity if if, if the and I mean we're very very in the infancy of the arrangement, but there, there could be some real possibilities and and of what of what could happen, particularly if the Bulldogs are willing to throw some money and resources at it as well. Yeah, and I mean you look at those good affiliations, and they are. It's not a situation where each year you're shopping around for a new NRL club to become your affiliate. You know, like the Bronx have been with Wynnum and South and those guys for, for ages. And, you know, the Storm have done pretty well out of the Sunny Coast Falcons, you know, all Harry Grant and all those guys that have come through their system. So, I mean, you know, maybe Gus is sitting back on his porch going, yeah, that'll be, you know, the Clydesdales in five years. Mm happy days then um, he can sail off into the sunset or I guess do it all yeah exactly yeah (laughs) but from (laughs) from our perspective what they did do at Panthers that you know everyone was just like geez imagine if we could be 2.0 of that you know or or the dogs essentially but we're we're helping provide them the talent to do so so yeah and likely mate so touched that they had a bit of a tough time there a few weeks ago Uh, how how are they stacking up sort of results wise yeah so Towards the bottom of the table, um, so we played. Jeez, uh, who did we play first? Um, Easts, yeah. Yep. So Easts, um, and East just—it's the case. I think it's been for the Clydesdales since all the stories I've heard. We're always just going up against bigger boys, so mm-hmm. we can kind of match it for you know the first twenty or so, and then they just kind of get a bit of a head of steam in the in the back ends of each half. They kind of sneak away with a few few tries there. So I think. Easts, uh, I think it was it was relatively close after time. There's maybe eight or ten in it, and then we got a guy sin binned in the in the 60th minute or something. They put on two or three late tries, so it kind of blew the score a bit out. Um, and then against the Falcons, that wasn't pretty. That was the I think it was 88-8. Um, in the first minute, our centre had a head clash. He was he was off for the game, and they had to rejig the, the team. Um, in league, you know, guys play left centre, you throw them over on the right, and it's like you ask them to play soccer. They just they they can't they can't adapt kind of thing. So it was a bit of a bit of a shock for um, that situation, and and they ran a lot of traffic through that channel. Like Sunny Coast, um, obviously identified that that change in in uh, personnel and and really punished us for it. And then um, on Anzac Day, I think they went down and played uh, Burley, I think it was. Mm. And um, yeah, that was the one where they turned turned up in the second half and actually won the second half. So we'll count that as a win. I'll, I'll talk to the QR and make sure we yeah. get some points yeah. for that. Half, half yeah, points half point. Yeah. yeah, they used to do that, didn't they? If you got to win the halves, <laughs> they do that rugby, don't they? If you win the half, you get a bonus point. Used to do that <laughs> up here. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, something like that. If you win the, half, you know, you get, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, but that and that's probably things you're talking about. So the the addition of the Bulldogs and, and embedding those sort of systems in place, yeah, has got to help because it's got to be a long term view, hasn't it? It can't be about well, let's have the best. Even like you're going through this year, the best, what is it, 20s or 21s or the best? It's it's, it's got to be, what side have you got in 20, 25, 26? Exactly. And so, and so as a club, we've sat down and you know put together some goals of where we do want to be in 25, 26. You know, how many of our local grown guys do we want running around in cup? So you know, if we look at Rocky or, or those kind of regional towns, they operate around like a 50 to 60 percent squad base grown yeah. of homegrown talent and that's essentially where we want to get to if not higher than that so you know rather than our guys having to move to brizzy to take that next step they can stay here local and we don't want to be in a position where we're buying in talent and you know bringing 30 guys to town each year but essentially next year that more more than likely will be the case where we've probably got to bring in a bit of talent to get us up and running and then we'll look to okay now we've got these academies and pathways in place how do we get these 18, 20 year old guys in our system so that they, you know, really kick on and, and develop as players? Yeah, no, it's it's quite an, an exciting time, and so we've talked about it a few times on the show. But the yeah, the building blocks of where it's going is all exciting. So later in May, we'll know for sure the yeah 
What's your confidence level? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you might ask me this last <laughs> time I was here, and I said I was a betting man yeah. or something like that, and then I gave you a percentage or something. <laughs> you weird. did. I'm trying to. Yeah. It was pretty high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I'd, I'd I'd be equally, if not more, confident than I was right. when I first started here. I think when I was first on the show, I was four six weeks yeah. in, so I knew next to nothing. So now that I've had a chance to you know look into the books, I guess, and and kind of get a feel for the commercial support and things like that. Um, the thing is a few people might think that the QRL don't want this to happen or like we have to kind of put together the best pitch ever and wow them and knock them, blow them off their seats, you know, that, that we can do what do it. But they want us in as much as we want to be in. So they, you know, they're, they're there trying to help us and go, okay, have you boys thought about this or have you guys thought about this, you know? Because we, you know, I haven't run a club before, the board haven't run a club before. So we, we are kind of feeling our way through it and we're, we're, you know, we're coming to hurdles and we're going, oh, geez, we didn't think about that or, you know. Yeah. So it's just kind of making sure that um, we're ticking boxes from a QR perspective and they've been there through every step of the way and they you know they're going to the nrl on our behalf to ask for additional funding for this expansion team which is what we will be the 15th team in the comp um so yeah hopefully by the end of may i'm not here eating my words but uh <laughs> yeah i might not be living in this town <laughs> i'll move out to the farm yeah. so that's the end of may but this weekend is when it's happening so just finally again so saturday for people that are looking to come along or tickets, how do they yeah, go about that? Yeah, so um, happy days. Tickets are available at the gate. So, you know, you can wake up Saturday morning and go, yeah, it's a good day for footy. I'll mosey on out. Um, our guys, 21s, play at 12.45. Um, and the main game, the Host Plus Cups at 3 p.m. PNG v North Devils. All right, so get out and support that. Now, actually, at Clive Burkhoff. At Clive Burkhoff Stadium, of course. Actually, before, the other thing I was going to ask you about, like we know from your past life involved with the bullets. Do you still follow the basketball? Yeah, a little so bit. The, I, I the saw the jack it. jumpers. Yeah. How hard, you know, building, how hard and how big an achievement is that to start first season and you're through to the grand final? Yeah, that's massive. Like, obviously, I don't know what you can put it down to. Obviously, the squad on the field, on the, on the court are the ones that are, you know, have got them to that position. But I guess the guy that put the team or the team that put the team together saying, you know, we have a deficiency in, in this area or whatever. I mean, the only other team that I can think of that did that was the, uh, the LA, uh, the Vegas Knights in the ice oh, hockey, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. in their, in their first go. league into the competition, they, 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 they won, they won the Stanley cup in their first uh, year in the there comp. We were talking about um, the Melbourne storm. They were second year, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, to put it together, it's, you know, the NBL's a t- tough nut to crack and, you know, it's all, nearly always been Wildcats and, and United have been, you know, Shooting, shooting for the crown, but um, to yeah, have the jack jumpers in there, I think, is massive for the game, and and yeah. and you know, full credit to those guys for getting it all together. Yeah, because as someone said, like just they don't follow it. That's like the Dolphins winning the NRL mm. next year. Yeah. What, yeah. what chance do you give that happening? <laughs> <laughs> what odds? Well, they might want a couple of signings to <laughs> pop up shortly. I'd be reckoning. What but what odds would you give the Dolphins to win it next year? The Dolphins. Yeah. What odds would I back them at? Or? No, 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 no. What you frame oh, a market? Man, they would. Realistically, they'd be at least two hundred and fifty-one. So, what price would the jack jumpers have been at the start of the season? That probably similar. Yeah, two fifty to win the comp, something like nah, that. Nah, would have, you would have got fifty-one easy. I reckon <laughs> at the start of the season, mate. These corporates, they <laughs> got go. no balls. <laughs> <laughs> Soft. You're gonna go on a rant about yeah. Oh yeah, that's probably right. You try and have your ten dollars on at two hundred and fifties, and they probably knock you yeah, back. Exactly. Actually, cut it down to hundred hundred to one, and give you five on. <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, that's totally off topic. But yeah, no, as we said, we knew the background with the bullets. It's just yeah, it's been an incredible journey and story to see that a team in their first season is going to play in mm. the big one in the grand final. So but anyway, we'll find that out. They play five games now. 
It's five, five game series, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think hopefully. So. <laughs> good, good catch. Anyway, three or five. Pretty sure it's five. I think they go five. I think mm. they go five once they get to the grand final in the NBL. They changed that a couple of years ago. But anyway, so um, that's all coming up. But all the best this weekend with um, with with the big clash up here. So I think it'll be a great showcase of rugby league, and I think it'll just really whet people's appetite for what's hopefully coming next year. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thanks for coming in. No worries. It's Fraser Hess joining us on the Semi Pros. We'll take a break. More coming up next. Considering who to trust with your tax return and other financial affairs is a big decision. You can trust ITP Toowoomba. Your local ITP tax agent in Duggan Street is a specialist in tax for individuals, businesses and public servants. ITP was voted Australia's most trusted accounting and tax service. Maybe it's the attention to detail. Maybe it's the professional and friendly service. Or maybe it's because they know you'd rather be doing what you love and leave it to the professionals. Leave it to ITP Toowoomba. Phone them today and book an appointment. 46327688. Toowoomba Truck Spares is your authorised dealer for Western Star, Man, Dennis Eagle, Cummins and Detroit Diesel. We also specialise in parts to suit all makes of heavy duty trucks and trailers. We have a comprehensive range of parts, making us your one-stop parts shop. Toowoomba Truck Spares, 497 to 501 Boundary Road, Toowoomba. Or check out the website, www.ttspares.com.au and make sure you like us on Facebook. Where's the home of live sports in the Garden City? The Southern Hotel Bar 839. Of course, big screens, atmosphere, you'll think you're at the game. $15.95 all-day main meal specials. Courtesy bus from 6pm to 1am every Friday and Saturday. Live music every Friday and Saturday night until late. Free pool all day every Sunday. Bar 839 is your place. Settle in for a day or night of fun, food, Sport and great company. Bar 839, something for everyone. This is Power FM. You're listening to the Semi Pros. By listening to the Semi Pros, there you go. There's another team that won in their first season, the Clydesdales, 96. Forgot about that. The inaugural year of the Queensland Cup. Then throw in the Vegas night. What are they? Yeah. The night riders. (laughs) They won it too. So pretty pretty exciting, though, isn't it? League-wise, when you hear that in the future. Oh, 100%. It is locally, yeah. Not only from a, um, I suppose, development point of view, uh, with for all the people that are in and involved in it, but just an affiliation to a top-level team for the town. So yeah, awesome. it'll, it'd be awesome. I think <clears throat> they'll gain plenty of supporters. I've spoken to a few uh, Bulldogs fans uh, around the traps, and whilst it hasn't been a fantastic start to their NRL season, they're pretty, they're pretty excited just to... I suppose seeing guys like Gus Gould turn up into Toowoomba and you yeah. see him on the local news and he's sitting there at Athletic Oval or Clive Berg off a stadium yep. there. So it's, um, yeah, no, pretty positive vibes in the uh, the rugby league world around the town, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and, and obviously Fraser in his role is doing a great job. Mm. See the, yeah, 100%. Yeah, well... Take someone, someone's got to have yeah. the expertise and the nails to... Exactly, yeah, yeah. It was going to be no easy uh, path, I suppose, especially the times we've sort of feeling around with the economy and everything that's been going on there to get that uh, commercial support. So There must be morals to gain entry, surely. Oh, you'd, <laughs> you'd think so, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. we won't preempt. No. Hopefully we can um, talk about that later in the month. Southern Hotel Shot Clock, Steve. Let's have a look at a few of the topics making news this week. Uh, a couple of send-offs this week that have caused a bit of controversy. Different sports. Draymond Green got ejected from Game One of the Memphis Golden State series. There's a bit of conjecture whether that was he should have been given. A, he was given a flagrant two, and 
sent to the bin, basically, done for the game. And then Carl Lawton, the, the spear tackle last week's caused a bit of controversy as well. So I'm a question to you. So separate instances there, but harsh or fair the penalties that they received? Well, obviously the NBA is something that they've cracked down on because I <clears throat> was watching another game there and they reviewed it for heavy or heavy contact there and it, it just looked like a good foul on someone going to the rim for me but so they've obviously cracked that down and and going on that was considered a flagrant one flagrant two flagrant flagrant two borderline seeing Draymond then I guess yeah it, it's going and there's only one way to eradicate it if you're gonna and that's that's it mate you're out sort of thing so as long as they're consistent with it that was all right and I suppose Carl Lawton yeah it's fair enough too again that's something they've been trying to eradicate from the game and you go back to sort of Alex McKinnon and, and mm. those sort of things happen. But if you don't be hard on it and it creeps back in, then that's where you end up with uh, the severity um, yeah. Of, yeah. of changing people's livelihoods. Yep, no objection from me. Draymond Green, they say it was so... Well, but I mean, you know, like, because <clears throat> the first foul, which wasn't intentional, he's hit him across the face and again with a... But then, like, he's actually grabbed his jersey and, like, you know... Yeah. What do you do? And then Carl, and I agree with exactly the same thing. And the two people that have come under fire, I noticed during the week, was Gus and Freddie were two that said, you know, it was a bit harsh in being sent. Yeah. And then they, <coughs> these things, they pulled up a file from back in, I don't know, when Freddie got speared and yeah, back when it wasn't as, yeah, probably happened a bit more. And yeah, they, oh, and that was just a good tackle. Good tackle. <laughs> and they were. If you didn't hit him around the chops <laughs> or, uh, or spear <laughs> his head into the ground, yeah. Yeah. And they were, they were sort of saying, after that game back in 1990, whatever it was, saying this, they've got to get this out of the game. Yeah, it's yeah, bad. yeah and, sure. and 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 it's right. And 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 the hard thing as well is is probably what's made it look worse or made it controversial is Cam Murray just got up and like nothing happened because he was luckily yeah, but yeah exactly you Didn't can't catch be, that you can't be spearing people into the ground because you mentioned Alex McKinnon and things that's where yeah yeah exactly you can't be in the game so we're in, we're in um, agreement there Cowboys. Ride them, Cowboys. What are they up to now? Third on the NRL ladder? Third mm. or fourth? They're in the four. They've been the real surprise packets thus far this season. Absolutely belted. Another top four contender in Parramatta. Like, mm. smashed them 35-4. to four. But it's not just... They're not just one-trick ponies. They've been doing this now. What's their record now? Yeah, five from eight. So Five and three. Yeah. So they sit behind. Positive 82. They've been putting plenty of points on. Absolutely. Yeah. They've got the Knights this weekend, so that'll be tough for them. <laughs> so, question. Southern Hotel <coughs> Shock. Cowboys, are they legit? Are they a legitimate contender? Uh, what contender to make the to finals? Win to win it. No. No. There's, uh, there's two contenders in this competition, I think I alluded to last year, but they're playing some good footy. Um, Peyton's turned them around. They're just on a roll. They've got momentum at the moment, attacking well. Um, guys are putting their hands up doing that. Holmes has gone great guns felt they're always going to be when you've got probably a good forward pack and a good halves um, what's his name going up there the Cronulla old yeah, Cronulla he's, guy he's, he's going enormous Chad Townsend. Chad Townsend yeah he's going enormous so um, I'll tell you what they'd be buzzing up there because when the Cowboys win that Townsville's absolutely electric well, so uh, they'd North. be yeah North Holden North Queensland. so they'd be absolutely loving up there title contenders nah I don't think so you'll see when they Come up against the Storm and the Panthers. I think there's uh, there's levels to this. <laughs> Again, there's no controversy. They got none. Yeah, they can't win. Yeah, they've got as much chance of winning it as Newcastle. Yeah, well, that's not great. And they got they're getting no they're getting no respect on the uh, on the sports bet uh, premiership. There, thirty four dollars. So. 
All right, well, I'll change my question then. Are they a top four? Are they a legitimate top four team? I think there's no reason why they can't be a top four team. Yeah, yeah, sneaking to fourth. Mainly because I... Yeah, probably because of the strength outside the two. Yeah, it's uh, like, yeah, it's a process of elimination. Like, yeah, who do you put in? There's already, I think, there's a well, there's a big gap in the punting there between eight and nine. So, because would I be fair in saying start of the season, if you said, oh, who are the top four contenders? <coughs> probably well, Penrith and, and Melbourne would just obvious one, mm. two, whichever order you wanted to put them in. Yeah, yeah. would I be fair in saying Roosters probably would have been considered yeah, the other probably, lock? Probably locking there with yeah, Roosters. Well, they're going like bastards. Yes, they are. You know, they are. they're going horrible. So, yeah, I thought they'd be the big improvers. But, yeah, I, yeah, Roosters, Sharks. Sharks, I thought, were probably there too, and they stumbled there last week. So, so between the Sharks, the Eels, the Rabbits, the Roosters, the Eels, Eagles, the Broncos, the, Bronx. the Dragons. Dragons even are playing good footy. So. They are. They are. Toppled the Tigers there so, last week. They yeah, are, yeah. They, well, they've turned their season around, I think. A couple of old uh, heads there are going good too, but... I can't see them making the eight. I dead set. I don't know. Out of the eight now, the the Broncos are probably the only two team a chance of making the eight. I reckon out of sight of what we've got up there. So interesting. Lock it in. Lock Eddie. it in, Eddie. Eddie. Final see. answer. Lock it in, Eddie. Uh, final question: The Southern Hotel shot Jack Jumpers or the Kings? We've spoken a lot about them on this show. Who are you with? The the J, Jays? I'm heavy the on the Kings? Jack Jumpers here. I think everybody who doesn't support the Kings hates them. <laughs> so uh, I'm on the Jack Jumpers. And just because, like, they're an entertaining team to watch. They, well, they're going to live by the sword, die by the sword. They're not going to die one, and there's going to be shots going up. Um, Josh Adams. I might have called him Jalen, but I meant Josh. I couldn't there. remember that. Neither could I, Josh, Jalen. Because I, yeah, like, so. I was watching the basketball. Again, I haven't watched any of this season. Plays like, the wrong team. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Some bloke Steve was talking about this Jalen Adams yeah. car, but sort of he said, No, no, yeah, some other Adams, but yeah, yeah there's two Adams v Adams, that'll be the matchup, it anyway. will be, yeah, it'll be a yeah, good, awesome, but yeah, to shoot some ridiculous shots, but a lot of them <laughs> seem to go in, so they're not so ridiculous. That's but basketball, now. yeah, yeah, no, they're uh, they're an entertaining team, and and so are the Kings, too. They're but yeah, they well, are. Jalen Adams is a legit sort of star in this league, MVP, exactly. So, and come up big in the clutch last, um, yeah. well, second game of their series yeah. when they uh, swept the Hawks. But, oh, yeah, I'd love to see the Jack Jumpers win. So Yeah. I'd love to see the Jack Jumpers win, but I think the Kings will beat them. Yeah, there is, what did you say before? There's levels to this. Yeah. I think they'll I think they'll beat them easy. But I hope I'm wrong. I'll be mm. heavily cheering the Greenies on. The mm. Ants. That's it. <laughs> heavily. Heavily. They're the actually ants. the Ants. So they had the uh, the That's smallest starting yeah. five. Oh, no. Awesome. In the in the, uh, in the the league, I think. 195 no. centimetres of their average size. So they were the smallest there. and they really are the ants of the league. There you go. Off topic, but speaking of small teams, can you imagine how or when you'd see basketball? So Golden State's running with Draymond Green at centre mm. and running four guards, Jordan Poole, Clay, Steph, and somebody else, Wiggins. Mm. Like, <laughs> that's... Oh, Wiggins has got a bit of size. A bit of size, him, true, but yeah. still, you know, like... Slasher, yeah. No, yeah, well, three guards, a, three yeah. guards and uh, two other smaller forwards. Yeah, yep. No, they're crazy. Crazy, crazy times. But anyway, that's all happening. That's all we've got the Southern Hotel shot clock. Take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at our Hogan's Family Jewelers Rocks and Diamonds of the Week. Yeah!
Where's the home of live sports in the Garden City? The Southern Hotel Bar 839. Of course, big screens, atmosphere, you'll think you're at the game. $15.95 all-day main meal specials. Courtesy bus from 6pm to 1am every Friday and Saturday. Live music every Friday and Saturday night until late. Free pool all day every Sunday. Bar 839 is your place. Settle in for a day or night of fun, food, Sport and great company. Bar 839, something for everyone. Considering who to trust with your tax return and other financial affairs is a big decision. You can trust ITP Toowoomba. Your local ITP tax agent in Duggan Street is a specialist in tax for individuals, businesses and public servants. ITP was voted Australia's most trusted accounting and tax service. Maybe it's the attention to detail. Maybe it's the professional and friendly service. Or maybe it's because they know you'd rather be doing what you love and leave it to the professionals. Leave it to ITP Toowoomba. Phone them today and book an appointment 46327688. Hogan's Family Jewelers is Toowoomba's premier family-owned jewellery store. Three generations have been serving Toowoomba and the Darling Downs for the past 74 years. Hogan specialise in handcrafting, engagement, wedding and eternity rings and all fine jewellery using only the highest quality GIA certified diamonds and hand-selected gemstones from the most renowned regions in the world. Lockie has a passion for designing beautiful unique pieces for his clients and is available by appointment for consultations. Visit Lockie Hogan and the team at 243 Margaret Street, Toowoomba. Hogan's, for those who prefer quality. You're listening to the Semi-Pros on Power FM. You are listening to the Semi-Pros. Hogan's Family Jewelers, Rocks and Diamonds of the Week. Tell you what is the ultimate diamond of the week. Hogan's Family Jewelers. So Mother's Day this weekend. So they've got a giveaway going on there. Jump onto their socials. So for Mother's Day, which is this Sunday, of course. So if you want to win a gift voucher to Hogan's Family Jewelers for your mum, they've got a competition running at the moment. So, so jump onto their uh, social media. So they've got, they're giving away a $500 voucher. So all you've got to do is jump onto their Facebook or their Instagram and they'll show you. it's a random winner. It's how picked on Sunday the 8th of May. So get amongst that. So you've got to tag your mum or that special someone and your family in the comments around the draw. So have the whole family tag them for a better chance. And then both yourself and someone else. So, they'll get, so that'll be on there. So jump on there. So $500 voucher for mum. That's not a bad way for Mother's Day. Rocks and Diamonds of the Week. Have you got anything or do you want me to go here or what? No, you go, mate. You go, I right. want to steal okay, your thunder. Right. Yeah, 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 no worries. No worries. Thanks. Rock of the Week. Um, how this bloke isn't under more pressure is beyond me. Ricky Stewart. Mm. Yeah. Like, not, not just because of the results. The results are one thing. Just Ricky's... Being, Ricky being Ricky. I've got a theory with him. I, was, I actually always rated him as a coach. I always thought he was a really yeah. good coach. But what probably history. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was going to say, you guys yeah. didn't. I think history has proven that I was way off the mark. Mm. Or I think he's a perfect origin coach. So a small doses coach. Yeah, could be. Yeah, he has success in small doses, but I was looking when at a stat there. He's a very good team. Well, yeah, and then just he can do that motivation role. Because obviously, obviously he gives them a spray, yeah. you know, even post game, the things like. Like as a player, as I always say, if you just keep ranting and ranting, eventually it just it just it doesn't have an impact on you, on your players. You no, can't. It gets just old. Keep, they switch yeah. off. You lose the lose the dressing room. And I think, just, I'm surprised he's kicked on this well, far. Like they've been substandard. Should have been knocking on they, the door. They, of they were, they, yes, they. Yeah. If you go back a couple of years, the two teams you wanted to be on for the future was Canberra and Penrith. Mm. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Penrith have kicked on, and Canberra—they're flat out making the eight. Yes. Like what happened? And and that's that's what I mean. So, I read an article that I had on it the other day, and and it was interesting. So, old Sticky Ricky coached the Roosters. Mm. They won a comp. When he left, they were cellar dwellers out the back door. Yeah. He then went to was it Parramatta? Mm-hmm. Um, well, <laughs> saw what happened there. He cleaned them out, did all sorts of things of like that, and now that and left them in a in a situation where they were in disarray. Now he's gone to Canberra. As we said, they were on the verge of making a grand final a few years ago and looked to have, like I said, like Penrith, they were the emerging team that you say in the next couple of years, these are the two teams that are going to dominate the comp or are going to step through. And now they're going, and now they've gone out the back door. Mm, 100%. And, and more so, just as I said, I think just that, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what his motivation is with it or what he thinks he'll achieve by it. Like, even the weekend, you know, like again, just basically saying, oh, well, for the few loyal fans that we've got left, I feel sorry for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, you know, the week before, memory said, yeah, there's certain blokes out there that didn't Not ever go. No, didn't try. Didn't yeah. try. Just, just, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. And then you, you go back to last year when they're going like bustards. He turned that around. I remember he was in the press saying these guys are trying their asses off and mm. proud of my players. It's just yeah. not happening for us. They're, 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 you know, they're training hard. Their morale's good. So, yeah, I, I just think when you talk about poor old Madge being under the gun, um, Trent Barrett being under the gun. Has anyone ever considered that Ricky Stewart, like his, he should his, be. his tenure? Yeah, he should be. Yeah, so I, I think Ricky, Ricky's my, he gets my rock of the week this week. And my diamond of the week is Jordan Poole on an NBA front. Do you know what Jordan Poole gets paid? Oh, probably, world of probably, NBA? He probably battles very, very hard and struggles to make ends meet, I reckon. And we're, or even, yeah, so there's... I don't know. How many players on the NBA roster? 15? Yeah. Uh, Where do you reckon yeah. he ranks in paid? Oh, let's go with number six. 11th. He's oh, the 11th highest paid warrior. Oh. Yeah, he's owed 3.9 million next year. No, sorry, he's on 2.2, and he's owed 3.9 next year if the Warriors pass on an extension offer this offseason. If they give him an yeah. extension offer. He'll become a restricted free agent at summer of 23. But his oh, performance, you knock it his, back? Or can you knock well, it back? I don't know. I, that's what I was going to say. I don't know, really know how it all works. The, the contract system and burn rights and all that sort of stuff in the NBA sort of got me beat, to be honest. But there's a guy. It's funny how you see it. You see it in all sports where he was just a. I don't know. You can't say anyone. In the NBA is just a stand. Like he was just a just an NBA player who's on the roster. He was a young guy that obviously had some talent, but he was averaging seven-odd points a game. Now he's like a legit breakout yeah. superstar. He was, yeah. And like they, I think they, they have Clay on the court. Um, Steph. Steph. Wiggins. And yeah, he, and he was dominating the... He like top, had the ball and he's their go-to and slashing and shooting and can do it all. Can do it all. And that's the big yeah. part. He's not just a scorer. Like that game you're talking about, that was game one where he, yeah, he led... Them in everything. He had 31. He nearly had a triple double at, mm. off the bench. Yeah. Not playing yeah. bench minutes, mind you, but 31 points and he had eight assists, nine rebounds, something like that. So, yeah, he can flat out hoop. He's a really, 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 really bright diamond in my book. So he can be my diamond. Polished diamond. Polished more than polished. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, 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 um, many, what a many a carrot, a large carrot of diamond, that guy. Hmm. All right. What do you got? Mate, I'm gonna 
the old rock, uh, the, the the Dolphins. So speaking of new teams coming into competitions and their recruitment drive, geez, it's nearly on life support. Um, they sort of started off with they start off with Eamon Ponga. Ponga. No, oh, sorry, there's someone prior to that. that uh, Brennan Smith. That's it. Yeah, was going to be there. Then Ponga. Then they're sort of talking about. I suppose Munster, not for that year. There's probably potential coming down the track. And then they're sort of, okay, yep, we'll get Reese Walsh. And now they've defected uh, their marquee man that they're hunting down is Panther Centre, Stephen Crichton. Oh, Lord, you're in some trouble if he's going to be your marquee man. Even I saw some reports on they're going to chase David Fafita. Is it? Yeah. So. Titans probably say, please. Yeah, exactly. We'll pay half. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. We'll probably pay it all, just take it. Um, Oh, yes. I, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what sort of roster they get together and not through lack of trying. I don't exactly. know whether it's just obviously something about what they're, they're pitching to the players or the lifestyle or Redcliffe. And as, as, as a, uh, I suppose you don't have to live in Redcliffe, <laughs> but uh, as nice a place they, as it is. But, but you're right with the things you said. Well, they probably needed that one. Big one to fall early, didn't uh, they? Yeah, exactly. Here's yeah, yeah. Kalen Ponga. Here's and now, now it gets Brandon Smith. Here's yeah. you know, all right. Well, yeah, oh, well if he's there, going, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Well, there they are. They missed out on ten players, big names. Fasolamuniwiana, Tino, I'll call him. Tino. Yeah, Fasolamuniwiana. And then Harry Grant, Brandon Smith. Harry Grant, yeah. Sorry, Kalen that, Ponga, yeah. Reese Walsh. So yeah. Don't know. They're they're, they're hurting a bit. So, so who are they left with Jermaine Asako and. Anthony Milford. Yeah, and no. who's going? Is the, They're taking scrap heap players. They've got a few yeah. decent forwards. But, but not look at the Jack heat. Jumpers. They've done that. Yeah, They've true. gone through the Keanu Reeves might be getting a start at the replacements. So. <laughs> but do they have a Jalen? Uh, sorry, a, your man. Do they? Do they have a have a Josh Adams stuck it. in there? Yeah. Oh yeah. The jockey turned. Uh, it's a jockey, wasn't he? Josh Adams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not, not that guy. But yeah. Josh Adams was. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, think, so the Dolphins. I think fair. They're, I think they're hurting and uh, in some strife there. And uh, there hasn't been much uh, news about good things happening. No, no. I'm going to have to uh, text my uh, buddies down there. But I suppose one nice story that has worked out is for the. Uh, the Pommy cricket team, we'll go with them. And uh, the teams that have copped an absolute uh, shellacking in everything they've played in recently, expectations. And finally, uh, Ellen says step down as uh, one bloke comes over the first So Joe Root stepped down, but old Stokesy, I don't know whether he's going to be there appointed as, as their, their next captain. Apparently he didn't want the job, but now he's got the job. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes with it. But hopefully they can... That's kindle a bit of uh That's not a good sign when you're getting off at the captaincy of your country and you You don't really want it. Oh my man. Yeah. Look if you can't find give me anyone, a week. Yeah. If you can't give, find give anyone else. But uh I like I quite like the bloke as a cricketer, so um but you've got a bit on your plate being an all rounder, yeah. don't you? So, so what, what bat, is, bowl captain, can you catch that keep as well? So, so what is is this your diamond, you rock what are you doing here? No, he's my diamond, so yeah. What? England? Yeah. For England, what? England, for getting rid of Ben Stokes and get rid oh, of Joe right. Root. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it was either that or the uh, <laughs> the British cyclists who uh, <laughs> knocked back the uh, a transgender out of the women. So that was not a bad effort either. But it was probably a bit politically incorrect and might rub a few listeners up the wrong way. So we'll leave that one sit in the in the back burner for a little while. So your diamond of the week's 
English cricket team yeah. for reporting Ben Stokes. Is that what you say? Yeah, well, mate, you go and have a look at the uh, the news.com. I'll tell you what, what jump on their Facebook. There are some horrific stories here. You know, they say good stories don't sell, and obviously that's the case this week because there's not much to... Uh, right, right, well, not a headline. Finish this off. Can you, can you find us a winner this weekend? Definitely. That's something that we can do. Let me just uh, catch up. Have you, have you, you've, you're an avid Wednesday form. I am. I've done one race, so that's, a, so that's where you, the winner will be coming from. With, the first uh, at the Gold Coast. That's Gold Coast, the Metro yeah, meeting yeah, today. Yeah. This good, week, good, sorry. Good meeting. It's a real good meeting. It's the Hollandale and all those sort of things. Don't worry about the Hollandale. All those. So just go to the first, race one. It is the uh, benchmark 78. 11.23, get on even before lunchtime. Oh, that's good. I love you. Upgrade, get a topper then. Yeah. <laughs> and it is uh, race one, horse seven, Montez or Monte. Carlo Monte. I know. Montez, is it? So uh, Robbie Fred is in the saddle, if that's a concern. Uh, it's $21, this. You're going to race well. It's going good, this preparation. Two runs back. Goes well here at the Gold Coast. It's uh, its last start run at Doombin behind bar none was uh, was good go back prior to to that it's it's it resumed in an open company race uh, over the border there at grafton i think it was but yeah no i just think it comes in nicely to a race like this on its home deck we'll need a little bit of luck from 14 but uh but yeah do you think it, i think it's over the odds i think it's worth a bet for you there you go race one horse seven montez for robbie frad former toowoomba trainer marianne brosnan yeah fantastic now in the old white with the black seams yeah <laughs> Mate, I've uh, yeah been waiting for this one to pop up uh, for a little while, and it's uh, it's come to fruition in the Holland uh, no in the Gold Coast Guineas actually. So uh, actually, it, it, it's a horse that come up here one first up, second up. It's gone off the ball a bit, but uh, could be Queensland's best horse. I think this thing, uh, Mimi Lagarde, oh, yeah. ten dollars. It's for the uh, the Edmonds Camp again, Ruby. To ride a double. double, so I hope Robbie's got his. Uh, he's actually betting on, not against this week, Robbie. So uh, and, and trying hard. Barry and I. Controversial this week. Oh mate, yeah. Well, and, yeah, as and you mentioned before, it. doesn't doesn't good news doesn't sell papers. So. Exactly. Yeah. So Mimi Lagarde, Robbie Fraud, bit early money, elevens into tens. Yep. So it's yours. There we are. The sports bet got him at number two. Good bit of speed, get out, 1,200 around the coast, soft. Need to get out there a bit wide and yeah, run on. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to fill our pockets there. And It's a bit after lunch, so that might be uh, what you can pay for dinner with. So yeah. a couple of winners for you there this weekend. What else is happening this weekend? Toowoomba Rugby League, next round of that continues. Risen Cup, AFL Darling Downs. Head be up to round three of the AFL Darling Downs this weekend. Like we mentioned, the Mountaineers at home. So Saturday night game, Saturday day rugby league, the PNG Hunters. That match up there at Clydeburg Office Stadium, so 3 o'clock on the Saturday, the, the Clydesdales at uh, 12.50. As you mentioned, the Mountaineers in the capital Saturday night, 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock. You can tune into all of that on the Semi-Pros Facebook page, so it'll be all streaming on there as well. Toowoomba Rugby League this weekend here on Power FM, Saturday night, Warwick and Dolby, and then Sunday. Tell you what, this is this will be a game. Waddles and Highfields. They're at Highfields. Waddles flying high, the Warriors. So... They play Highfield, so the TRL resuming this weekend as well. So plenty happening in local sports. So get out and support some local sport. And as always, thanks for joining us on the Semi-Pros. We'll see you next week.
That's Morrow for the way coming easy. That's it, goes. That's his prime beam of you over ceiling. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Isn't there a rule you can't nominate yourself as diving of the week? It was just a spectacle. It was probably one of the better games we'll see. Just, just about doing, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Let's go.